right now on Matter of Fact. Born behind bars. The officer said, just hand him over and let him go. And then I could hear him cry all the way across the hospital. Mothers desperate to raise their children while doing time. I think there are plenty of people who would say, prison is for punishment. You shouldn't be allowed to keep your baby with you. What we did, of course, is wrong, but it doesn't mean that it's right to have our child ripped away from us just because we made a mistake. Do babies belong behind bars? I'm Soledad O'Brien. Welcome to Matter of Fact. Just over two years after the pandemic first appeared in the United States, signs of normalcy are coming back. But some of the pandemic provisions from the Biden administration appear to still be in place, including the thousands of nonviolent federal prisoners who were sent home in 2020. The prisoners were part of the Compassionate Release Program, and there are no current plans to return them to prison. The U.S. still leads the world when it comes to incarceration. Nearly two million people are behind bars here. And women make up just over 150,000 of the prison population. 60% are mothers of minors and approximately 4% are pregnant at the time of sentencing. At least nine states have programs that allow inmates to have and raise their children behind bars. Well before the pandemic began, I got a firsthand look at one program that's housed in what's called the J unit at the Washington Correction Center for Women in Gig Harbor, Washington. Christy Eby is pregnant and a month and a half away from having her baby. She's also going to jail. The day she gives birth, most likely her baby will be taken away against her will. Christy is a former real estate agent. She was convicted of drug use and identity theft. Need to see inside your mouth. Lip down, lip up. Christy is already separated from one child she left her son Justin behind when she was locked up. It must be brutal to leave your seven-year-old. It's horrible. It's the worst pain. I struggle with it every day. I struggle with it every day. Because they're old enough to understand a lot. Mm -hmm. and, and young enough to need me very much and to know the absence. Her new baby is a girl, but Christy will likely lose her as soon as she's born. Christy can apply for a little-known program where she can raise her baby behind bars. If Christy gets into J-Unit, she gets a chance to form a strong bond with her newborn baby, an incentive to stay out of jail. While she waits to find out whether she's in, Christy shares this tiny, isolated cell with three other women. She gets out for just three hours a day. So there's three of you crammed in this little tiny, hot cell, you know, and you're stuck with all your emotions and all your regrets and all your failings and all those things. And so you, it's, it's a hard time. Sonia Ali, Department of Corrections, out at the Washington Correction Center for Women. Counselor Sonia Ali works inside J-Unit, where the mothers have their own small rooms and cribs for their babies. This is where you sleep? This is where you sleep? Who's this? I think there are lots of people who think, God, 
babies, infants, and toddlers behind bars. It sure. seems sort of terrible for them, is it? It's not, because they don't see the barbed wire. They see their mother, and they have a connection with somebody that loves them. Christy meets two of the basic requirements to get into the baby program. She's a nonviolent offender, and her sentence is shorter than two and a half years. The program would spare her separation from her newborn. That's if she becomes one of the very few to get in. First, she has to prove she's ready to turn her life around. Why do you think it'd be so critical to have your baby and be with your baby in prison? It's my baby, that's bonding time. The first year is very precious. And so I just I just really feel like I wanna be able to pour my whole heart and soul into this child and, and be there. I don't want it to have to have an absent mama. She says it is torture to not know if she's gonna have her baby soon. Mm -hmm. I guess that baby's coming next month. Right. And not know if when she delivers that baby is someone gonna come and take it away. Right. Well, um, I'm sure it is. That's a um, very emotional situation to be in. Um, unfortunately, she's here because she committed a crime. She's going to be screened. I just received her CPS um, report. So we'll certainly review that as a committee, speak with her, and make a decision regarding her eligibility. Describe the kind of woman who comes here? Um, I would say that the type of woman that comes here has led probably a really hard life um, that has been abused on some level, whether it be sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, and really escaped through drugs and made poor decisions. I've seen babies be ripped from their moms that, that didn't get this program, and it's horrifying. I can't, I mean, like, can you imagine being a mom and having your baby taken from you at birth? I don't know if I'm strong enough to go through something like that. Still ahead, a visit to the J unit as Christy makes her case to the people who'll decide if she gets a chance to raise her baby behind bars. Margaret Taggart is already raising baby Zoe in J unit an unremarkable building surrounded by razor wire that houses the residential parenting program. It has a little playground out front, separated from the higher security cell blocks. These people have made an environment and made a way and are giving people a second chance to change their lives, to be a parent to their child, to be a mother, you know, and to have that connection and have a fresh start and start all over again on the right foot. Drop them in. Good job. Can you push it back under the bed? Here. Can I have your other hand, please? It's a lot of responsibility to be a parent. And so for me, every day, I'm just trying to figure things out because this is new to me. Margaret landed herself and then Zoe in prison for selling methamphetamines. By the time she leaves, Zoe will be two years old. My mother was incarcerated here uh, when she was around 19 or 20. Um, I've been incarcerated, this is my second time here. Zoe's dad was also incarcerated. All of us were for drug crimes. Miss Eby, can you step in please? Christy is also in trouble for using methamphetamines. 
It's horrible. It's a horrible, evil, evil drug. And it lies to you. And it's like you, you start it and you feel wonderful and you're thinking, why didn't I do this before? This is great. You're, you're talkative. You have all this energy. You're cleaning the house. You're everybody's best friend. It's like you take four showers a day and by the time you're in your addiction, you know, it takes four days to get in the shower. Most of the, the mothers in the parenting program, they never had a role model as a mother themselves. And so not only are they trying to model what the expectation is for an offender, but they're also trying to grasp at the concept of being a mother and doing that appropriately. The days inside J unit start at 7 a.m. They eat breakfast, then at 8 a.m., the babies go off to Head Start. The moms go off to learn, too, a trade, part of the plan to support themselves once they're out. At 3 p.m., pickup. Then back in their rooms for count at 4.15. 75 plus 11 babies. Dinner is at 6, and then bath time. By 9 p.m., it's time for a recall and count. Count's clear. And then mother and baby sleep locked in a room inside a big women's prison until 7 a.m. when it all begins again. Christy Eby is going before the selection board for J-Unit. Her due date is now just days away. Well, my crime is identity theft and possession of a stolen payment instrument. and. Um, drugs were involved, methamphetamines and alcohol became a pretty big deal for me at the end. So what made you start using again? My marriage was real unstable at the time and then the real estate market collapsed mm -hmm. and um, that caused a lot of stress on my husband. When we met, we discussed um, your CPS history. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a few things. Um, one of which a referral was made in April of this year, uh, notifying CPS that you were pregnant in jail and using drugs. Um, and you said that that was incorrect, right? Yes. I wasn't in jail in April, and um, I wasn't using drugs since December 11th. I think what might have happened was when I went to my medical appointment, they asked if there had been any drugs or alcohol, and I probably told them the first month and a half of my pregnancy that I had been intoxicated okay. heavily, so. Does anybody else have any questions? No. Okay. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Thank you. I just think this is kind of a difficult one because I don't know, I mean, I don't know if by approving her from the for the program if that's gonna do her time and a justice because she's not going to be focusing on herself. She's going to be focusing on the child. When we come back, as one mom prepares for the uncertainty surrounding her delivery, another prepares for separation. Head there. Moving on me. 
It's right there. 135 is perfect though. Good. Next time you come in, mm -hmm. we'll check your cervix and see if you're dilating. Um, if you get to 41 weeks and three days and you haven't started doing something, we'll talk induction. So that's two weeks? Mm hmm But she's anytime she's term right now? It's she is term right now. So okay. if she's born right now, she's good to go. Okay. Okay? Christy Eby is about to give birth. She's ready for delivery, not separation. Neither was Shayla Ball when she came before the selection board for J-Unit. So the first person that we're gonna be reviewing uh, for RPP screening is Shayla Ball, currently minimum custody residing in L-Unit. So Ms. Ball, this is the RPP screening committee. Okay, so, so you haven't used it all of this pregnancy. But in the past you have, yeah. correct? So did you use with all of your other children? No, my first, my oldest daughter, I didn't use with her. And then with my second child, I didn't use with her either. Uh -huh. When I gave her to my mom uh -huh. is when I started to get hev like heavier into drugs. And meth is your drug of choice, correct? The concern for me is your CPS history, mm -hmm. and it's pretty lengthy, and you have a finding of neglect for one of your children. So you tested positive for meth three different times during the pregnancy? During my three-year-old, no, my four-year-old son, yeah, I was, I did test positive for meth. Three different times while you were pregnant? No, okay, I did not pause the, three different that's times. That's what the record shows. I paused it. Tested positive one time. So how old are you? Me, 26. And this is this will be your fifth child. My sixth child. How old were you when you had your first one? I was 11 days for my 18th birthday. Okay, so why do you want in this program? Because I think I should be able to have a chance to raise my own kid. <laughs> okay. So um, from here, we'll make a recommendation to the superintendent, and then. Once the superintendent makes a decision, then we'll be in touch with you and let you know, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Ball. Thank you. She has absolutely no uh, employment history in the community. She doesn't have her GD or uh, high school diploma. I mean, this is really an opportunity for her to utilize this, you know, the programs here. Um, so that when she does get out, she's, you know, has something to go out there with. So is everybody in agreement with the denial? and I'm gonna dress him here. Is that okay at the same time? You don't need help with anything, honey? No, I'm just like this. I'm the only person that think I fit this like this happened. I know, Shay, it's okay. We've got it covered. I cried all day yesterday. It's covered. It's good. I know, I know. That's what we're doing.
moment of truth for Christy. Will she get a chance to bond with her baby behind bars? One of my biggest goals is to learn to, to break that cycle so that it can stop with me. Christy Evie is about to find out whether she'll get to keep her baby. She'll get to keep baby Grace and raise her in J-Unit. My hopes, my dreams are to raise her differently than me. And I just hope that, that my kids don't follow in the same footsteps as I've had, not the ones I'm gonna have. One of the things we absolutely believe is that working with women, you have success through their children. biggest goals is to learn to to break that cycle so that it can stop with me. You know, my children aren't going to be in prison, they're going to be in college. First and foremost, we do it for the children. Secondly, we do it for the mother because, again, we want the mother to be better. So it's not really about me anymore. It's about her. It's about doing what's best for her. And I have the opportunity to give life to my baby and have it here with me and make positive choices from here on out. Still ahead on Matter of Fact, parents serving time. What happens to the children left behind? Finally today, a look at the impact of incarceration on the children left behind. Nearly five million children in the U.S. have lost a parent to either prison or jail, and many of them are under the age of 10. The absence of a primary person to bond with at an early age can have a profound effect on a child's well-being. Studies have shown the ability to form a lasting attachment with a caregiver is crucial to a child's healthy emotional development and long-term psychological stability. So who takes care of these children? Grandparents often step in. Many children whose parents are in prison live with them. Some of them end up in foster care and close to 40% live with their fathers. Although there are no conclusive studies on how growing up in prison affects the bond between mother and child, leading researchers say it's important to weigh the lasting impact separation has on children. That's it for this edition of Matter of Fact. I'm Soledad O'Brien. I'll see you back here next week.